Good morning. You guys can stay standing. Let's quickly pray. God, we just come to you now and we are really trusting that you'd speak to us. If there would be anything that would get in the way of us hearing from you, would you remove it? Uh, God, Scripture shows us that you can take a, a hard heart and make it a heart of flesh. And I pray that you would do that to us right now. We do believe that you can do the miraculous and that's what we're trusting for. Uh, we pray this all in your powerful name and everyone believed it said, amen. Awesome. You guys can take your seats. I want to welcome everyone into the house. Uh, we are currently connected with Malpus and Camps Bay. Should we give them a big welcome to our locations? course, it's a special day for us. We are doing hard for the house. Uh, we not only get to look back on what God's done in 2021, but we also believe it's an opportunity to position ourselves for what God has for us in our future. And, and just to quickly celebrate, um, you know, even in a tough season, uh, we got to, uh, yeah, really link hands and be generous um, in our community, um, in the schools we work in. Uh, we got to um, strengthen our Malkbus location. We also saw God bless it, where we saw two churches come together and really a blessing we couldn't have hoped, dreamed or imagined. And then we also dreamed about planting um, Camps Bay and that's what we've done. So we are excited. And, and just, so, just for some feedback, last year we believe for and we raised 1.8 million rand above our, our tithes and offerings. And, and we actually got to not only strengthen our broadcasting that we do from this location into locations. So right now into Malpus, we're broadcasting into Camps Bay. Uh, we also got to increase the quality of the work we're doing, that we could do more work online. Um, and, and so that was one of the goals. We also ended up improving our social media presence, our reach, and like I said, um, that money also went to planting a church location, and, and we believe that that location is a seed for the Atlantic Seaboard, that we'll see many uh, churches and lots of, uh, just a move of God up that side of the world. So so that's what we ended up doing. We, we also ended up distributing 93,487 meals, um, not only into our school feeding programs, but to vulnerable families. Uh, we ended up giving 215, uh, 215 tutoring hours uh, to our matrix in 2021, and that's through our Finishing Strong program. Uh, we set up another 21 new view groups um, across the three locations, and currently we have 159 view groups, and we have 1,825 people meeting in a circle. So we say that you learn a row, but you grow in a circle. Come on, let's just thank God for that. I love this um, stat, but, um, and I think it's that we first pray and then we minister. We had 350 prayer meetings um, in 2021, and we saw 6,000 children come through our kids' church doors. Come on, that's amazing. Uh, we know the church is as strong as this next generation. In our Zambia project, uh, which would be launched from this church, and, and at that point, Graham and Jenny would have launched it with Paul and Marinette years ago when it was, it was just a dream. Um, we, we are still partnering with that, and this year, 20 new churches were planted. About five weeks ago, we saw 10,000 people in church in Zambia. That, that project was launched from scratch. Um, they did their first draft of the New Testament and it was translated and complete, um, co um, completed in four local languages. Um, and so that was amazing. Um, it's the first grade 12 class that graduated from the Village of Hope in Mongu, the school. 
That's what happened this year. And 21 new water wells were installed and provided, uh, provided safe drinking water. And then for our Volvo Rafi Youth Project, we distributed 480 toiletry packs to the youth over there. And so that's what, that you're, what you're giving above and beyond the tithes and offerings gave. Come on, let's just thank God for that. Table view, Malkwars Camps Bay. So this year, we are believing that we're gonna sow a seed and what we sow will position us for more. We know what we sow today determines our tomorrow. And we wanna sow a seed into four areas. We're gonna focus on three of the areas in this video that's about to come up. But the, the first area would be local, um, uplifting this local community up the West Coast, this current area and up the Atlantic seaboard. Uh, then we want to bless this country. We want to plant a seed into this nation by, by uh, partnering with a church plant. We also wanna plant a seed into the continent by finishing a work that's started for a training center in Zambia project. And then we want to plant a seed into our local um, sort of congregations, our, lo our locations uh, to prep the house for the harvest. We believe as we sow seed, our harvest is gonna come in. So we wanna make sure we are also ready for that. But I'm gonna ask you to watch the screens as we look ahead. In Acts 1 verse 8, it says, you will receive power to be my witnesses. Of course, we see where God says we'll be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. For us, that's Cape Town, that's South Africa, and then of course, overflowing from this nation into other nations. Few Church, we believe that we've been called to bless the city, not only the West Coast, but also the Atlantic seaboard. We also feel that we're called to partner with churches that are planting churches and also church planting organizations. And then we feel called to overflow into other nations. And the nation we're focusing on currently is Zambia. This Heart for the House is about planting a seed. It is about overflowing. And we believe as we plant a seed in 2021, we'll set up a future for the church in 2022 and the years to come. So we would encourage you to pray, prepare your hearts as we step out into more. When it comes to salt, we've got three goals. We wanna educate, we want to provide nutrition, and we also want to help vulnerable women and children. SALT's vision is to help people move from vulnerability to self-sufficiency and to help each one become a generous member of their community. Finishing Strong is focused on grade 11 to 12 learners. We provide learners with resources like school uniforms, stationery, access to internet, textbooks, and nutritional meals. We try to set them up for their future and help them once they finish grade 12 to take that next step to study further. As you can imagine, the need in our schools for good nutritious meals has grown massively over the last two years, especially with more and more families finding themselves below the poverty line. SALT aims to raise 100,000 to expand the school feeding programs to include more children and ensure that each child reaches all of their developmental milestones. Isedema is focused on helping vulnerable women and children. And over the years, we've been able to help thousands of women and children, and we want to do this again. We want to come alongside of them. We want to treat them with great dignity, uh, really help them get back on their feet and also provide healthcare where needed. Well, this year, we're excited to partner with the Khaleesi Foundation. The Khaleesi Foundation seeks to support people living in under-resourced communities in South Africa. One of the foundation's aims is to create food security, especially after the devastating effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. 
This is done through a partnership with Lungi's Community Kitchen, a feeding scheme running in Joe Slovo, Danun, Guguletu, and Kailicha. More than a thousand kids are fed every day, and for many, this is their only meal of the day. As a church, we want to partner with the Khaleesi Foundation and Lungi's Community Kitchen to run the kitchen in Danun. It costs 5,000 Rand per month, and we would like to commit to running it for a six month period. This would make a massive difference in the lives of many families living in Danun. Malpos Care Center is doing an amazing work caring for vulnerable children in and around Malpos Strand. And their heart is to provide nutritious meals every day for those in need, to provide transport to school and even pre-primary education to give these little ones a head start before they get to primary school. Many of these kids in the program are actually a part of View Church Malkos and they're even serving in the local church. And we know they're going to be incredible leaders in their community from a young age. Ism Klaber Gardens and Andrew Grant partner with the center providing water and nutritious vegetables and they're teaching children about agriculture. They are such a blessing. As a church, we want to get behind Malkos Care Center and the incredible work they're doing. Just outside of Malkbos is a large informal housing complex called Bolvarafir. And this is a resettlement area for more than 500 families without homes. A huge need in this community is basic toiletries for teenagers, especially the girls. You know, through this COVID period, we've been privileged to meet this need for 60 youth on a regular basis. And this helps teens stay in school and continue with their education. As a church, we want to carry on supporting these young guys and girls. They're full of potential and their future is bright. We'd also love to start view groups here and share the good news of Jesus in Volverifir. Hey, what's happening everyone? We are in the heart of Kales River at the Langfordbach Plain Mall. This is where we had our very first interest night and we're excited to invite the community to join us at a whole bunch more. The stats are in. The number one way to extend God's kingdom when more people get saved is through the launching of a brand new church. You are a church planting church. Tableview, Malkbos, Camps Bay. We're taking ground all over for the kingdom of God. I wanna invite you to be part of the miracle that's gonna be taking place in 2022 as we launch View Church, Kales River. I wanna say we love your pastors, Andre and Leanne. They've got a heart for the nation. With yours and ours, faith together, we can see a change take place in this area. 2022, View Church, Kales River, you can be part of it. Don't forget, we are changed lives, changing lives. The Zambia Project is a church planting organization. Their vision is to have a life-giving church within walking distance of every person living in the Western province of Zambia. This is a massive vision because the province is so big. It's about the size of England. And it's so underdeveloped with thousands of villages in hard to reach places. In 2003, Paul and Marinette launched this project, partnering with other missionaries and many local Zambians. And it's incredible to see how much has been achieved in just a few years. Zambia Project is building a training center, which will be a facility where church leaders can come and train. These, these leaders will stay at the center, have meals and attend classes. And this will strengthen the churches and result in many more life-giving churches being planted and communities being uplifted. Having a tra training center is an absolute game changer. So the building has already started, and as a church, we want to give 50,000 Rand to complete the building of this training center. So let's invest in the gospel being shared and in lives being changed forever.
Awesome. Come on, that's what's ahead of us. What's amazing is the project, uh, project that I met was Care Center, Volvo Free Project, and uh, the garden, the community garden project, and the, um, the linking hands with uh, the Khaleesi Foundation. That's already been covered by kingdom builders, by business people. Um, and so come on, let's just thank God uh, for that. But even as I tell you that, um, I know that everyone is invited on the journey of, of for more that God wants to do more, that God wants to reach people. 2 Peter 3 verse 9 says, The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, He's patient with you, um, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. That's why God is taking His time on certain things. He wants people to know Him. Matthew 24, 12 to 4, says, because of the increase of wickedness, this speaks about the end times, um, the, love, um, the love of most will grow cold, but, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. At the, and this, the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testament to all nations, and then the end will come. The reason I put that verse up is a lot of us think about the end times and the tribulation and things that will go wrong and the love of many that will grow cold. But the greatest sign of the end times, it says, and then the gospel will be preached. And I want to remind you that our focus as the church should always be on the gospel being preached. We should not get fixated on what's going wrong. We should be focused on what God wants to do through His church. And that's the greatest sign of the end times. Acts 1, 4 to 8 says, on one occasion while He was eating with them, and this is Jesus eating with disciples before He ascends to heaven, He gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father promised, um, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked, Lord, are, um, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? And of course, they're focusing on a, a prophecy. They're saying, is this prophecy going to be fulfilled? He said to them, it's not for you to know the time or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. What's, what's so interesting to me about that scripture is that, that Jesus, of course, he's telling them about the Holy Spirit. Then they lean in and say, Jesus, what about this prophecy? What about this prophecy being fulfilled? And Jesus then wants, he doesn't want, doesn't want to speak about that prophecy being fulfilled. He says, you know, God, our Father knows the time. But he starts speaking to them about mission. He starts speaking to them about them receiving power and going out, not only to their city, but to the, the country and to the rest of the world. And, and I want to remind you guys that even though we've been shaken, even though we've received news this week from the international community, um, I want to remind you that the main focus that Jesus would want us to have is that He wants us to reach out. He wants us to be on mission. If you want the power of God on your life, if you want to experience the blessing God wants to give you um, and the anointing, um, we need to care about what God cares about. And God does care about lost people being found. He cares about people being reached. And I've no doubt that God is preparing us and positioning us. Um, so you and I are called to see a harvest come in. How? Well, whenever a harvest is about to come in or anyone who's preparing for a harvest, let's not say a harvest is about to come in, anyone who's preparing for a harvest, the first thing they need to do is cultivate the land and then they need to sow a seed. Um, a harvest is going to come on the back end of seeds being sown. 
In Matthew 14, 14 to 15, it says, When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them. He healed their sick. And, he, and as evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so that you, um, so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Um, in a different, same story, a different account in the, uh, the, the book of John, in John 6 verse 5, it says, When Jesus looked up, he saw the great crowd coming toward, um, toward him. He said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? I love this next line. It says, He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. I'll let you know, God already has in mind what He's going to do in this city, in this country, and in this continent. Even though the rest of the world can say, you guys can experience this restrictions, or people can predict stuff about us, I promise you, God already knows what He wants to do. But He's going to ask you, He's going to ask me, to actually make ourselves available, to plant a seed, to position ourselves so that He can do a miracle. God is not intimidated by what's happening in the world. He's not intimidated by the enemy's plans, and He's not limited by outside forces. He only is limited in a way by what we make available, because God will never bypass us in the process. We are plan A in the process. He's inviting us in the journey, and he turns to Philip, already knowing what he wants to do. He, he wanted to use two loaves, and fi- he wanted to use the, the fish and the loaves, but were the disciples willing to actually make it available? Because it says, God can't be mocked in Galatians. Whatever you sow, you will. You guys know that scripture. Whatever you sow, you'll reap. Matthew 14, 16 to 21 um, goes and say, Jesus replied, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread, two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass. Take the five loaves and the two fish, um, sorry, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke it. And then he gave it, uh, them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basket, uh, basketfuls of broken pieces uh, that were left over. The number of those who ate were about 5,000 men besides women and children. So we can easily say it was about a 20,000 strong crowd. As Christians, you and I need to see that God operates with the principle of seed time and harvest. Um, if, you study any, if you study this in Scripture, you'll find out that we are living in a seed time and eternity is the harvest time. Yes, we're going to experience a harvest because it says God provides seed for the sower, but our main time on earth will always be a sowing time now and then a harvest time in heaven. God longs for you and I to be participants in this. He, he longs for us to be part of what He wants to do on earth. So He invites us. Um, I want to ask you, what does God want to do through your life? In this city, in this country, and in this continent. What's He inviting you to be part of? So He invites the disciples, um, and, and he, they, he points out the need, and the need looked nothing like the seed. We all agree? The need was massive, and the seed was limited in their eyes. But God knows whenever we put a seed into the ground, it multiplies. The seed produces a harvest. So, so I want to challenge you to give Jesus a seed and then to see what he does with it. I want to challenge you to make 
yourself available. See, God's desire for you is that um, for you is that as He does the miraculous, that you are a participant in it, that you're an active participant in the miraculous. So the first thing I want you to understand this morning is faith understands that every harvest starts with a seed. Faith understands that every harvest starts with a seed. Now, Jesus would have been speaking to a group of people who grew up sowing seed and bringing in a harvest. That was their normal setting, and you and I are not living in that. Maybe there's one or two people who are in Tableview, Mount Worcester Camps, but I understand it, but we don't really see seeds sown in the ground uh, prior to harvest season and then a harvest come. But we as people of faith also need to be seed-focused. We need to be people who see the potential of a seed. We should never downplay a seed. If we want to see something happen in the city, in this country, in this continent, we need to understand that the vision to see God break through in our city, in our country, in our continent is going to require a seed. That God's actually looking for a church that will set up the future. And what does the future look like? Well, your future looks like the seed you plant today. A seed of nothing guarantees a future of nothing. But a seed of something awakens you to something special in your future. It is a, um, a biblical principle. See, you and I have people speaking about our future with the restrictions we're facing. You know, potentially lockdown changes. You could go, well, my future has already been determined for me. No, no. You can determine your future. Whatever you sow, you will reap. You know, some people say the next generation, you know, they're going to go wayward and they've almost made predictions about our children, teenagers, what social media is going to do to them. But I started sowing for my children years ago. I even understood as a youth pastor, I was one for 10 years, that I was going to take care of other people's children and be a mentor and a big brother to them. I believed always that I would reap that for my children. So I sowed it even prior to having kids, because I understood the principle of seed and harvest time. A lot of us are trusting for things, but we're sowing nothing to show God our faith for it. We, you know, we're not believing. So, so that's why we're so big on time, talent, treasure. You can sow all of it. But, but still, Leanne and I still believe for the future of our children. We're sowing, we, we, we're raising up the next leaders, we, we're putting, we believe our girls and their friends have an amazing future because of the seed we're sowing now. We're not going to back off. I'm not a victim to this world, I'm not a victim to social media, I'm not a victim to restrictions or lockdown, I'm not a victim to what the world says, I'm actually a victor in Christ, I have an opportunity to sow a seed. I understand totally differently the earthly things I sow connect me to a heavenly victory. Okay, connects me to a heavenly resource. I'm a person of faith. I understand that we should be seed-focused. It's so interesting in Acts, I won't go in Acts 11, verse 27, a prophet predicts a famine that's coming. And then in verse 29, the disciples, it says the disciples, as each one of them was able, decided to provide. And so we see, even if people are predicting a famine, a lack you and I still have an opportunity to change the narrative, to, to set up our future. Because whatever you sow, you will. Your seed is the, is the vehicle it, you use to drive into your future. 
A seed of nothing produces a season of nothing, but a seed of something produces a season of something. People of faith understand this. Number two, seeds make a statement of faith. They declare that God's my provider. They make a statement of faith that God's in control, that, that my future's not determined by the economy. My future's not determined by a pandemic. My future's determined by God. It declares that He is my provider. Why? Well, Scripture calls Him the Lord of the harvest. And if He's the Lord of the harvest, then we are the people of the seed in a way. If He's the Lord who brings in the harvest, who is going to produce the harvest, then I need to position myself in His hands by bringing a seed. There'll never be a season where you don't have something to sow. Don't despise even the smallest seed that you have in your life of your time, your talent, and your treasure. Don't overlook it. You know, our giving of money and prayers actually gets God's attention. In Acts 10, 45, it says, and when they observed, sorry, verse four, and when they observed him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? So he said to them, your prayers and your alms, and, and the alms is the giving. And they were giving at that point to people in need, have come up as a memorial before God. It's like your, your prayers and your giving, it's like it gets lifted above all these other things and it comes to the attention of God and God sees it and, and God is fully present and aware of it. I wanna remind you that every rand is actually a seed. Don't play, downplay your seed. Oh, what's this five rand gonna do? Well, in God's hands, what I understand is a few fish and loaves fed 20,000 people. So I reckon it could go quite far in His hands. A surrendered life rises even above death. <laughs> a life in his hands. Because it says, death lost its thing. If your life in his hands can overcome death, then your finance in his hands. And here's what I'm saying. The scripture says the disciples gave according to their ability. I'm not asking anyone to give beyond their ability. But I am asking you to come in your ability and ask God what he wants you to give. Because God loves a cheerful giver. It's not about you being manipulated, but it is about you being available. Ability is never greater than availability. Because there's a lot of ability in our world, but there's still a lot of lack. What's the problem? Availability. People aren't available. People aren't surrendered. People aren't putting their life in God's hands. People aren't putting their hand up saying, God, here, use me. And as soon as you do that, God can do the miraculous. Yes, I'm, I'm asking you to sow a seed and, and Leviticus 27 verse 30 says, a tithe of everything from the land where the grain, from the soil, the fruit, from the trees belongs to the Lord, is holy to the Lord. And what I'm trying to point out to this is when it comes to the 10%, that's God's. You can't give God what's already His, but you can't bring. And so what I'm trying to say is your tithe in this offering, you tithe. Honor God in your tithes. It says in Deuteronomy, the purpose of tithing is to teach you always put God first in your life. That's the purpose of tithing. God's never been anywhere else in the list. If He's not first in the list, He's not on the list. But this is a seed. Tithe already is God's. He says it's set apart totally. A seed is what is yours that you make available. Okay, so that's, it's not your tithe. But like I said, if it's a five rand, a 10 rand, I'm calling everyone to plant a seed. To actually go, I'm planting a seed and believing for more in my future. And that's what Leanne and I, we've already prayed, we already were aware of our, um, what we feel God has called us to, and we feel excited and stretched, but, but, but we are excited. Can I have some keys up? 
You and I prophesy, I believe, and, and I do this all the time. I prophesy into my future by sowing a seed. You know, I always say this, I don't wanna ever have a midlife crisis. <laughs> not that I've had one, but how do, I get, how do I not have a midlife crisis? I make sure every year counts for God. I believe that a midlife crisis will knock on your door when you haven't made it count, your life count in heaven. Because Satan play with your head. Why are you here? What's your purpose? You're just getting older. You know, like older, like, oh. But you need to make every year count in heaven. And, and so I, I want to prophesy into my future that, that there's a harvest season. That's what I do. I, I want to prophesy into the church's future of South Africa by the seed Leanne and I are going to plant into this partnering and, and sowing seed by social justice, by a project preparing this house for the harvest. I want to sow a seed into the future of our country by sowing into the church planting Cales River. I want to sow a seed into the future of this continent. You know, the world can think they can, they can bully us and just throw, but, but, but you know who's the head? God's the head. And because he's the head, I'll be the head with him and not the tail. And people can try to say, well, this is future. And if you live in this country, the only limitation that you have in your life is uh, what you limit yourself with. God has already said you're a victor in Christ. You're more than a conqueror. You're an overcomer in Christ. You can totally, you don't have to limit yourself by what the world says or where you live. You can sow a seed and position yourself for a harvest. You're in my seed. It's a tool that God's given us to create our future. What I've realized for myself is God has always given me something to begin my future. You know, when I was 20, just made myself available at church. I never realized that I was positioning myself for my future. Just being available, time, talent, and treasure, always positioning myself for my future. The seed you sow will shorten the season you are in right now. And I've said it, your seed is a vehicle into your future. Table view, Mark was Camps Bay. Do you want to close your eyes quickly? I want to invite everyone on the journey. Encourage you, if you're feeling pressured, rather get into a place with God and speak to Him. Because God wants a joyful giver. I want to encourage you not to despise the seed God has already put in your hand. I encourage you to pray. Make yourself available. Maybe you need to go away with your spouse and just pray. Maybe as an individual, just say, God, is there anything you want me to sow? I believe that this is the season for us to sow now and position ourselves for a miracle harvest in 2022. It's going to require faith. But we look up and we see a great need. 
the city, in this country, and in this continent. We could be intimidated, or we could make available what we have. Jesus didn't ask for anything else but what was available. All that was available was the lunch. And the key to the miracle was being a, making available what they, the seed that God had provided. Everyone gave according to their ability. In the room and in Tailview Malpas Camps Bay, people have different abilities. I encourage you to be true to the ability God's given you. Don't walk away from the opportunity God has positioned you sort of to sow. You guys can look up quickly. Tailview Malpas Camps Bay. We have a pledge form. It says our overall goal of two million. We know that this is only reached as we link hands. You can say that's a big amount. We believe together we can do way more, and in God's hands He can do the miraculous when we make ourselves available. Some of you might want to fill out this pledge form if you already know what you want to give. I encourage you, you don't have to fill this pledge form out then. You can take it home. The bank details are there. There are... Um, QR codes, snap scan, there's, there's different, uh, different locations for you to use. If you want to give physically with a card, there's card machines at the back. Or if you just want to fill out this pledge form, we can have an offering bucket. If you physically want to give something in the service, we'll give you an opportunity, an offering bucket will come around. But we do this every year, we call it Heart for the House. And we believe it's an opportunity to sow a seed into the ground and believe for more. So I'm going to quickly just pray over this, and then I'm going to hand over to James at Malpus to Matt at Camps Bay. Let's quickly pray. Because then the, after I pray, sorry, the buckets will come around at every location. God, we just lift up every bit of giving, every pledge, every money, every bit of money that will come in physically or come in online. We pray that as we put this in your hand, that you will multiply it that you will do a miracle in the city as we generous to the city through our projects, that you will do a miracle in this country as we are partnering with church planting, that you will do a miracle in our continent as we sow a seed into the soil of Zambia and we train more church leaders. I pray that you do a miracle even as we prep the house the, the, for the harvest. I pray, God, that you'd bless this, you'd use it, we are making ourselves available to you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. The bucks will come around every location. Then I'm going to hand over to James and to Matt. Just if we're going a bit too fast and you need to fill it in, you can just give us a wave afterwards and we'll come back around in case we are going too quickly. Can we have a bucket at the back at the end of the service, just in case, on each door, just in case people um, miss out an opportunity and they still want to fill in their pledge form? Okay. Guys, we got our Christmas experience coming up at this location on the 12th. 
please, as you go out the doors to your left, there's forms. If you haven't booked online, if you don't want to book online, you can actually write your name down. Remember, it's for the whole family, kids as well. So what you can do is you can fill out, book your seats. If it's eight seats or 10, if you're going to invite somebody, book out your seats, for, book seats for them. We just need to know where the services are landing so we can advertise, hey, these services are full, there's space for that. But as if you don't want to do it online, you can do it in person, out the doors to your left. Um, Listen, if you... Um, want to dedicate your children. Remember, on the 5th, we'll be dedicating. This is next week. Um, so you can also check in online or go to our Next Steps area straight out the doors and make um, sort of get the info you need or give us your info. Uh, but have an awesome Sunday. God bless you guys.